Welcome back to Emmaism, a philosophy podcast for students of philosophy, because that really is what we all are, seekers of knowledge. Hi all, and welcome to the 25th episode of this podcast. Um, this is incredible, and I can't believe how great this opportunity turned out to be. Um, I'm so excited to have gotten a couple hundred people interested in philosophy, or well, they're interested enough to listen to my voice and listen to me talk about philosophical opinions and interests for about 15 minutes once a week. So that's pretty cool. And I just want to take a moment to thank you all for listening and supporting. Um, so... I have a special guest today, my mom, Heidi Sonnegar Jensen, um, and she did her graduate studies in philosophy, um, so that's pretty cool. She has some cred, but we'll hop right into it. Um, as I was ruminating on what topic was worthy of discussion today, um, TJ, who was a, go- a guest host last season, offered up a topic for me, and obviously you clicked on the title of this episode, and the hot questions are going to be circling around fear. Um, so first, I just want to talk about what fear is. Um, and essentially, I'll just put it like, in my words, you know, we'll talk to my mom later. But um, I'll put it that fear is stem from a feeling of threat. It's either real or imagined. Um, and there's some good debate on whether fear hinders or encourages um, progression of a society or of the individual. So it's great to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Congratulations on your 25th episode. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so how do you understand fear and how does it relate to philosophy? Hmm. Well, first, I want to say uh, I studied philosophy last century, so I'm a little rusty, but I'm going to do my... <laughs> but, but I do think philosophy is something for everybody, and I, I like to to consider and think about different things on a regular basis. So I appreciate that you're bringing that to to people. All right, so fear. How do I understand fear? I think fear is a catalyst, and I think fear is very much related to our temporality, and I I know that that's something that you love to, to ponder. So (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mentioned a little bit too much, but I completely agree with you. So I think it, it relates to philosophy because it fear is helps in our as a catalyst for our the choices that we make mm-hmm. um so and and ultimate fear can really bring us to a to just sort of almost a continual state of of presentness that's so yeah i agree with that and from my perspective you know philosophy it's a study of knowledge, it's a study of reality and existence. And I don't think reality would be what it is and existence would be what it is without fear. I, well, we were like talking about this before the podcast, before I press record. You said it was a method for survival. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that's really important to what fear is. Oh, um, well, I mean, if you go back to fight or flight, so it's like a, a very basic... Um, I don't know, tool that we have. Um, but of course, as with anything, it has to be sort of in moderation in terms of like you can't let it paralyze you and keep you in that present and unable to to take action. Um, if you're successful in your ability to process things and make decisions and to, to govern yourself, then it it can be helpful to you depending upon the 
varying degrees of of danger of what of whatever the fear so so it's complicated you know would you say that the difference fear makes whether it's material or immaterial relates to how we exist and the reality of it even you know let's say you have a fear of heights or you have a fear of spiders is that the same reality as like the a fear of failure hmm um, because you mentioned fight or flight, that that's not exactly fight or flight, but I do think it hinges on existence. Well, I think that depending upon the fear and depending upon your ability to process it and make decisions and to move through the fear, it can affect you in your development. It can affect you in your choices and your trajectory in the decisions that you make. Um, so, so yes, I, I do. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, so that kind of brings us to the question we've touched on it a little bit, but do you think fear hinders or encourages progress in societies and or in the individual? Well, I think that depends upon, well, if we look at the individual, it depends upon the coping skills and the, and the, and the decision-making. I think that, you know, I said that before, so I'm sorry I'm repeating myself. Um, but as a, as a human being starts to interact with other people and it becomes more complex and you're in like a societal, it depends upon the abilities of the, of the individuals to communicate with each other and, um, and the complexity of that communication and the ability of them to to collaborate and to problem solve and to move through the different fear issues to 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 move move away from the fear and into uh, things that either repair whatever it was they were fearing or eliminate what what they were fearing. So um, it's it's more complex when you move from an individual to a group situation, and it's more uh, there are more tools and infrastructure and communication and and um, points that are that are connecting and and uh, moving forward to try to get you to to be successful. So, mm-hmm. so this actually just popped in my head. And when you were talking about eliminating the fear, do you think that it's necessary to eliminate a fear completely in order to conquer it? Um. No, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. So how does fear change the human experience? I think it can, you can, it can either delay you or stop you or hinder you or um, discourage you. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, it could also protect you or maybe it's too powerful and it can overcome you and you, you don't have a choice there. So it's, it's. I mean, there's a, really a spectrum of, of fear. Or it can, um, it can improve your, through the experience and the consciousness of it and the, and the objectivity of it and the analyzing of it. It can definitely, um, there's a possibility that it can make you stronger and better and enhance, you know, because you, you've, you've conquered it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's there as a, it's like a wall if, metaphorically or something, but if you can, uh, maybe a fence, you can poke holes in, no, yeah, I'm just so kidding. You, yeah. <laughs> jump over it. Um. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a barrier. And, mm-hmm. and then if you're able to come up with, um, 
with the if you're able to solve your way through it then then you can look back of course you know you're being going through time and you're you're you can look back and say you know assess it and you can find uh, comfort or accomplishment on and your progress and then move forward and then learn from that and hopefully you, you can cope with it better or you could share it communally commu- in, in a community setting with what you what you did and others can learn for from it and um, you can leverage whatever that is to help other people so so yes it can it can help you go forward yeah and I think from like my experience you can have two outcomes from fear you can either be totally like um just stopped by it um you could just be frozen or you could conquer it and I think that you can either be hindered by it and you could either be like helped by it conquering it or being failing to conquer it I think is important and I think that is what impacts the human experience not the fear itself would you agree or would would you say that the fear itself impacts it or the experience of dealing with the fear Hmm. or both (laughs) I think I think if it's the consciousness that is that is the important part of it and the ability to process it and the ability to make make a narrative out of it and um and then to move forward from that and to be able to to give it a, to give it a history i think that that's that's what what but i suppose there are also instances of fear where it's denied or um suppressed and the individual would just go in a, in a completely different direction and um and it and it and they there wouldn't be a good outcome there mm-hmm. or, and, right. and there wouldn't even be that maybe the awareness of because it would be so traumatic or so suppressed yeah. or whatever that that there wouldn't be any any progress yeah that makes sense so just two avenues um so that sounds great um what philosopher did you study during your um philosophy studies that impacted your view of fear or I don't know, you have the human experience and how we deal with it. Hmm. I think maybe, and I'm reaching back. (laughs) 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 Maybe I would say Heidegger Mm -hmm. and the being in time. And it's, um, you know, I just always love that, that um, almost that, that just explanation um, of, of Dasein, of being and how it is, you know, in the present, but it's defining itself by its past and it's moving toward the future. And I think if you're thinking about moments of fear, fear can be happening immediately or it can be something that you're you're sort of projecting into the future, your, your being. And um, I think it's just neat to, to think about yourself as a temporal being, but knowing that things continue to change. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're in a situation right now where you're not happy or you're fearful of something or you're worried about something, just one of the greatest comforts is that knowing that that time passes and things change yes. and the sun comes up again. The struggle that, is in the present yes, moment. Yes. Like I, I always like to talk, I mean, I don't like to talk about this, but I think it's interesting, like say you, you don't feel well, like, you know, I, 
you know, had my COVID shot, second COVID shot and felt terrible. Mm-hmm. And just feeling like, oh my God, this is awful. But, and you're sort of stuck in a ultimate present moment mm-hmm. when you don't feel well. Yes. But you, but you can say to yourself, this is going to pass and I am going to feel better and to be able to to project that forward and to know that you are a being in time and that you are moving through it and that that things change and um you know that I think that's that's a comforting yeah comforting thought yeah that really reminds me of Saint Augustine um when in um I think I believe book 11 he describes um how the memory and yes, book um, 11 <laughs> is that book 11 i'm not sure it's either 11 or 10 but he describes the memory and he says that um the past and the future only live in your mind mm. and the present is what you're experiencing but you know the present's always fleeting so mm. it's just the whole mm-hmm. idea of things pass and fears pass and things can change with time you develop but yeah uh, yeah totally understand that um so I like come to my like last question. Um, can you achieve fearlessness or can you at least come close? No. No. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Why not? Because it's a necessary it's necessary. I mean you, you right. have to know that. You're, or you'd be like walking in front of cars or you'd be I don't know doing things that that are just unsafe. So it's it's a it is a mechanism, but again you need to have a normal person needs to have a balance and a and a be able to, you know, uh, some kind of rationality about the fear that there can be fear, but it can't overtake you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Also, um, something that just came to my mind is that fear like builds character. Um. So, mm-hmm. like, my fear of spiders is part of my character. It's part of my mm-hmm. being. Like, oh, I have a fear of spiders. Can you kill that for me? Well, um, <laughs> that's interesting because. I think, well, maybe not so much for the spiders, but when you were talking about this, I was thinking also about my fear of if you're in an amusement park and you go down a giant slide, I'm <laughs> completely fearful of that. Yeah. But I have done it. Mm-hmm. And your rational thought can overcome the fear mm-hmm. even though it's hard. So yes. going there thinking, oh, my God, this rug is never going to stop and mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Yeah, the pavement doesn't stop you. <laughs> There's no friction, but yeah. So just the rational, you know, ability to to just say this is going to be okay. Yeah, you know, that's so like with this, you know, the spider is not going to jump on you and attack you. Yeah, and this kind of brings me back to stoicism. <laughs> also, you know, surprise, but um, it's the whole thing about there is like a thing happening and then there is a response and there's some sort of intermediary which is some sort of rational response which can be the make or break factor in conquering a fear i guess Hmm. right i don't know it's like but that but stoicism offers the it's a choice it's it's a choice choice. it is a choice and it offers the like perk of being invincible in a way (laughs) but also you said fearlessness can't be conquered well i don't i mean completed well it it i think it can be controlled it can be controlled yeah i mean like i'm there's fearlessness to a point of like you know, I'm not fearful of failure anymore, but I am fearful that that car won't stop and mm-hmm. I shouldn't walk across the sidewalk. But um, yeah, so that was really interesting. 
Thank you. Thank you, Emma. Yeah, well, that's all I have for today's Emmaism podcast. I hope you all enjoyed, and we'll be back next time for a new exploration. Until then, keep searching for the truth.